This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 3rd, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Senator Kamala Harris's pronouncements about criminal justice reform stand at odds with her history as a sometimes needlessly harsh prosecutor in California. Elizabeth Nolan Brown is associate editor at Reason Magazine. Her new cover feature in Reason is entitled, Kamala Harris is a cop who wants to be president. I think the most essential thing is that it seems like her impulses are very authoritarian or she is she's never hesitant to be authoritarian in what she goes after uh it shifts what she goes after based on politics and based on what's popular at the time but it doesn't feel like she's a strong ideologue she's not going after things because in an authoritarian way because she has some sort of strong conviction one way or the other but she's just pretty much willing to sort of use authoritarian means for whatever is popular and will make her more popular okay well give me that's an example a, of that's that a, <laughs> that's a that's a broad, of, i mean it's a broad it's a broad question it's a broad statement but yeah. give me an example of you know the the uh, where uh her statements have conflicted with her actions with respect to, say, being a prosecutor. When she was campaigning to be district attorney of San Francisco, she talked a lot about how she was going to be tough on crime, but also smart on crime. And she was going to, you know, um, not use the the three strikes rule that was uh, if you got, you know, two felonies and then you got a third felony, you were going to be put in jail for, I think it's life or 25 to life or something. Um, And so she was not going to use that. She was going to realize that, you know, drug, minor drug crimes weren't, you know, weren't necessarily, it wasn't worth it to put people in jail and have this whole system. She talked a lot about a sort of, you know, a a holistic approach, even, even from the beginning, she did sort of say things like that in her campaigns. But anytime something then seemed you know, um, popular to do that was contrary to that once she was in office, she would eventually go back on those principles. So then she, you know, within a few years, she was saying, you know, actually the drug court, which sort of let people have treatment instead of, um, you know, instead of going to jail or instead of getting a criminal record, that, that it needed to be reformed because, you know, it was being abused. And she actually said, you know, I don't think that drug crime is a victimless crime and things like that. She sort of went back on not using the three strikes rule when the guy's third crime um, was a gun crime, but it was just like a gun, gun being a felon in possession of a gun. And she was like, well, that's so serious that I need to go back on my promises not to use the three strikes rule. So there's just there's just a lot of things like that in her record. Okay, so uh, one of the things that uh, that you look into, and in particular, this is relevant for California, and in particular, this is relevant for San Francisco, which is her view on sex work. Uh, and uh, some Democrats have have come out and said, "Look, this is something that we uh, is reasonable to talk about and have a position on." It hasn't really been a a it has been rather a taboo subject for people running for political office. Um, but she uh, at as as late as two thousand eight was saying that it was completely ridiculous uh, for uh, sex work to be made legal. What is her view now? Yes. Her view now, she says that she thinks sex workers themselves should not be arrested, is what she has said um, a few times lately. She said that in an interview with The View, and then she said, uh, sorry, The View, with The Root, and then very different uh, outlets. And then she said it on a CNN town hall. Um, And 
she always follows that up immediately, though, by saying, we need to go after the the real criminals here, which are the Johns and the pimps and the traffickers. One of those things is not like the other. Johns, you know, um, is sort of a, a word that refers to people who pay for sex or people, you know, prostitution customers. And so she still wants to arrest people who are one half of the transaction that that is in sex work. She still wants to arrest people who pay for sex. She's just saying that sex workers themselves um, should not be arrested, which is, I mean, obviously an improvement. That's that's good, but that's still not, you know, that's not what sex workers want. That's not what, you know, groups like Amnesty International and uh, World Health Organization, all the stuff, they, they say full decriminalization is the way to go. Uh, your title uh, of the piece that you write for Reason is a provocative one. Kamala Harris is a cop who wants to be president and <laughs> well, i didn't uh, write the title <laughs> but you would think you maybe at working at reason you would have a little more sway over over headlines but uh <laughs> what I, I guess in in general what should we expect from is it just a kinder gentler uh crime warrior like joe biden is that what people should expect from the kamala harris presidency i think that she's got a lot of the Worst of some of our uh, Biden, sure, but of Clinton and and even of Trump. Um, you know, there's there's several times, and just even recently, where she's lied about things that are very easily just small, minor things that are very easily fact checked, very easily on her record, and you know, she's just sort of lied about them, and, and you know, she shows a sort of willingness to just sort of play fast and loose with the truth um, in service of you know political goals. Um, yeah, she's definitely she's definitely a, a crime warrior as much as she's sort of you know uh, uh, in the worst sense. And when it, when I say you know when we say Kamala Harris is a cop, we we want that because that's sort of become sort of a refrain or or a rallying cry against her, especially on the left. But um, you know, as I say in the piece, that's when when people say that they're not. Uh, referring to the best of cops, you know, because we're obviously not saying that all police officers are bad, you know, but when people say, it's kind of like saying a pig or a narc or something, you know, it's kind of like saying, when they say Kamala Harris is a cop, it refers to the kind that are, you know, willing to, you know, the, I, I think I say in here, you know, the, the person that busts up a kid's lemonade stand is a cop. You know, the person who calls the, the cop, um, calls the real cops on the neighbor's kid having a lemonade stand. Like that sort of thing. That sort of petty authoritarianism willingness to, to sort of, uh, yeah, use the criminal justice system for everything. So I think that the way that also plays out with her is that, you know, she's very much into being seen as a feminist and championing women's issues and championing issues um, for, you know, especially women of color. And this has actually led to some good things, too. You know, she's she's got, you know, done some sponsor, sponsored a bill with Rand Paul to at least look into bail reform. She's been talking about, you know, um, mortality rates for, for women in, with pregnancy and um, the treatment of pregnant women in jails. But then also if there's a problem like the gender pay gap or, or you know, or whatever sort of a, is the hot button, you know, issue and, and popular issue, then she sort of immediately is like, okay, we need to go and, you know, bring up bring a prosecutor's response to this. We need to bring a, a law and order criminal justice response to this. So like already right now she's introducing uh, legislation against sextortion, which is just extortion, but there's sex involved. And so it's kind of like one of those buzzy crimes. And she's like, we need to give prosecutors more tools to uh, go after this. I haven't seen the actual legislation yet. It's the it's the text of it isn't out, just the press release. But so that sort of thing, you know, every time there's a sort of feminist issue du jour that's in the news, she kind of seems to come at it with with this sort of old school 
law and order approach. Is there is are there areas in the criminal law like w- with respect to her background again as a prosecutor and using the discretion that prosecutors are the broad discretion that prosecutors have whether or not to uh, charge certain crimes or take certain crimes to trial? Uh, what indicates that that she has this? Uh, I guess, ability to distinguish between things that are serious and things that are not that serious? I don't know. Because, I mean, that was one of the things I was actually surprised about when I was researching this. I did a lot of reading through uh, newspapers.com, old articles from, you know, um, the past 20, 30 years, uh, uh, her entire career. And um, I was surprised to find that she really cracked down on all sorts of misdemeanor and what she called quality of life crimes when she was starting off in San Francisco. Um, We've heard about some of those. You know, we've heard about how she started the initiative, the truancy initiative to have parents arrested if their kids miss too much school, which which is not it was a very small number that, you know, you know, of days that they had to miss before this. They could be triggered to be arrested. But. It was all sorts of things. It was, you know, prostitution um, was a big one. It was loitering, homelessness, small drug crimes. And in her office at the time, bragged a lot about how they were they were ramping ramping up uh, attacks on these things. How they were going to crack down on massage parlors and prostitution at massage parlors. They were going to crack down um, on you know men who paid for sex. They were going to yeah get rid of the homeless camps, things like that. So it was just a. Uh, that surprised me. And the truancy stuff, she, you know, she sort of has walked it back a little bit lately. And she actually said in her book that came out the beginning of this year that, you know, when she was the DA of San Francisco, part of the reason she wanted to run for attorney general was so that she could take her her citywide anti-truancy initiative and it help enforce it at the state level. So, I mean, that it wasn't just sort of like, you know, a lot of people, when there are these, these different aspects of it that are not very defensible now, like, they'll say, well, she was just, you know, she was just doing her job. She's a prosecutor. She was the attorney general. She had to do that. But I mean, and obviously that's true on some things, but there are definitely areas like that where, I mean, she, that was one of her express goals and she made a big deal of it. So it seems odd that, uh, you know, it's one thing for a lawmaker to say, yeah, we're going to push for this anti-truancy uh, legislation. But of course, the goal of the legislation is not to put parents in jail for their children missing X, X number of days of school. Um, but it's quite another thing, I think, for a prosecutor for, to have that, to want that power to be given to prosecutors, understanding how prosecutors tend to deal with statutes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, you know, she was in an interview. I, no, I'm not forgetting which uh, TV station this was, but when she was just talking about this recently and they said, um, you know, well, people she was like, nobody went to jail. And they were like, well, actually, like they did. And she was like, well, I didn't put them in jail. Like I didn't arrest them personally, but they, but people did get arrested under her um, while she was attorney general. Like nobody's it was just a, it was a really weird. That was one of the things I think that I thought was kind of Trumpy and almost in the way that like it was fudging the question. Like, nobody thinks the attorney general personally went and arrested these people. But that doesn't mean that the people weren't arrested. So, um, and, you know, there's been a couple of stories that people have come out like about them, and, and they've been very sad. Like, one woman who had a daughter with chronic illness, and just, you know, she was working two jobs also, and it was, she said the school didn't want to work with her. And so Harris says things now, like, well, you know, we really just wanted the schools to work with them, but, you know, overworked School administrators also aren't you know, that's that's sort of leaving them the discretion then to decide whether or not someone should be arrested. And that's, you know, how do you think that was going to go? It's it's interesting because uh, 
shortly after Joe Biden announced that he was going to run for president, uh, he shot to the top of the polls. And anybody who's followed uh, criminal justice issues uh, in the United States and how the, the federal government has um, passed legislation to to deal with with crime, Joe Biden is at the top of the list when it comes to uh, particularly harsh criminal penalties associated with many crimes and, in fact, civil liability for people who uh, should have known that crimes were taking place on their uh, premises. Um, do Democrats, broadly speaking, really care one way or another whether or not somebody was tough on crime or uh, cracked down on people who were you know, guilty of relatively minor conduct? You know, it's interesting because I think, I mean, no. I don't think so at all. I don't think that's the kind of thing that your average voter really cares about. Although, you know, it's becoming more of an issue. Criminal justice on both sides, criminal justice reform has become an issue. But it it is, I mean, I think it is a thing that's more amongst the political chattering classes and such than, you know, people really caring yeah, out there about that, that much your average voter. But because it has become such a sort of a liability in amongst like the media and, you know, the sort of popular online left circles um, for, for Harris, she's had to sort of address it, which is which is interesting because, yeah, Biden's just like not addressing it. I don't think I haven't seen him really addressing his his record. He just sort of I mean, but all of them sort of they're just like, no, we're just we're cool. We're criminal justice reformers now. We're just not going to like pay no attention behind the curtain to that all those things we did in the past. Elizabeth Nolan Brown is associate editor of Reason Magazine. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>